This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. And you listeners right now can go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get $50 towards any new mattress. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we've been called distasteful and puerile by a panel of hillbillies. <laughs> I'm your host panicky idiot Bob Mackey and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons and who mm-hmm. is here with me today? Uh, transparent toady Chris Antista. <laughs> uh, Henry Gilbert and unlimited love to y'all. Aww. <laughs> And today's episode is Whacking Day. Whacking I am day. Evil Homer. I am Evil Homer. I am Evil Homer. I am Evil Homer. Ah, it's lovely. This evil is the Homer finally killed good Homer. Uh, yes, is- sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what a great episode. Yes. Uh, so this episode aired on April 29th, 1993. And Chris, tell us what happened on this mythical day How? in history. Bobby, on the lighter side of things, David Koresh and 85 other people are dead after Aww. a holier-than-thou standoff. Home Improvement tops the TV ratings, and guess what? Best of all, the Lollapalooza uh, <laughs> bill has been announced. Arrested Development, Allison Change, Fishbone, Front 242, Primus, and Rage Against the Machine will be touring around the country this summer. Wow. Mm. I was too young for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mm. didn't know who David Koresh was as a kid either. I, yeah. I did know they did a making copies joke. Uh, no, oh no way was what well, yeah they did a making copies joke where the guy was staying in at Koresh's place in SNL didn't they did, do I mean I that one. I'm sure they here. did and I mean I don't mean to side with a cult leader uh, with child brides or anything but what happened <laughs> yeah, to that you... situation was incredibly fucked up yep. and you should really read up on it to realize how our government failed and Janet Reno still got to keep her job mm. yeah. really messed up <sighs> so, yeah. that, that's a libtard being uh, <laughs> being yeah <laughs> wait what well, Libtard so, be, being uh, being uh, what do you call it combative towards another democrat. Love so you is can love. do that. You can do that. <laughs> so yeah. today's episode is Whacking Day, and I want to say this was an idea uh, by George Meyer. The episode is written by John Swartzwelder, but Whacking Day is a real thing. What? It's a parody of the Rattlesnake Roundup in Sweetwater, Texas, and the snakes are not clubbed; they are rounded up and burned alive. Holy shit! And it still happens. And I believe there are other sorts of Whacking Days where snakes are killed in different ways, but in the Sweetwater, Texas one, which George Meyer was writing about mm-hmm. or pitched rather uh they are burned alive and this episode won a genesis award for uh you know showcasing the cruelty to animals that happens every day yeah and i'm a vegetarian by the way so uh, i'm standing above all I, of you on my moral high ground it's still happening though i mean texas uh ain't gonna change i mean yeah isn't there still that place called inward head in uh, yeah uh, rick perry's yeah, like rick perry's ranch. yes we are a bunch of uh doily wiping <laughs> liberal city folk uh, but I've got to change my dress. Yeah, the, like uh, from the south, there are, there are a bunch of rituals that involve animal killing. Some mm. of them, uh, some of the ones I remember are, are reduced, like they're built to reduce populations mm. yeah. of uh, well, certain things. And I don't know, as someone who doesn't like needless killing of animals, where to stand on that. Well, well I would yeah. I would say once lynching got outlawed, they had to have an outlet <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Got to call them poor deer. I was born was in Arkansas, so I can make fun of the South, yeah. all right? And I wasn't, but I still can. But they do this in Australia, too, with cane yeah. toads, uh, because they are an invasive species. They don't belong there. They were they were put no, there to destroy another species. That dropped they, off by Bart. Uh, uh, yes, uh, in 94, that's what happened. But um, It's sort of my dad's gig that it's 
to not make another species invasive. Yeah. Uh, they do go on ritualistic killings of alligator and deer in uh, in Florida. With so the they... frogs, though, they're killed humanely by, like, gassing them. Mm. So they're not being burned alive, right. for Christ's sake. Come on, people. Get to watch their favorite movie. Yeah. So after whining about the last two episodes, mm. this episode was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, ah, this is this is as good as I remember it. This is classic I, John uh, Schwartzwelder. I have no great anecdote. This is this is a terrible anecdote. But I loved buying Simpsons episodes on Amazon Video Service, <laughs> and they had the first three seasons, one, two, and three, and other, that's it. Not even like jumping to twenty like iTunes. Wow. Uh, they they had only those except for packages. One mm. is called Homer Knows Best. There's Halloween packages and one called Kiss Me, I Am Irish. And I All bought right. Sight Unseen. It's one of three packages wow. with Simpsons episodes. One of three. And it's it's and I'm like, this has Whacking Day in it. But I don't even need to look at what's what what else it is. I want Whacking Day because well, they don't have season four. This episode, I OK, number one, uh, Skinner could be my favorite character of all time <laughs> because writing a boring character. Dude. You have to try much harder to Dude. make a boring character funny. Like Hank Hill is a great character because yeah. he's boring, and the yeah. jokes come out of his boringness. But this and him playing off of Chalmers Thank is just of peak Skinner. So good, so great. Um, so this, it starts this with the, a, a, a surprise school inspection. The, right? the light yeah. intro, children. We've just been tipped off that Superintendent Chalmers is planning a surprise tipped inspection. Off. So let's <laughs> clean up this pigsty. On another topic, the following students have won mountain bikes: Bart Simpson, Jimbo Jones. <laughs> Nelson Munt. The this, I, I'm glad this, this I the, never had leaves stuffed in my shirt by a bully. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love Skinner so much in this intro, and almost every second of it is some of the best written dialogue. Some of the best mm. clips we'll have that work very well. The best improv-y dialogue in the same it's room, so with the same actors. Yeah. Not to say it again, very Family Guy because they do kind of relish the moments awkward moments yeah, and pauses like talking over each other things yeah, like that and, and this establishes Skinner's contentious relationship with Willie very well before this they had I don't know what the relationship was but here it's like Skinner disrespects him yeah. he patronizes him but really Willie is in charge the whole time and mm. he's just like talking back to him but the Chalmers thing like Skinner's already a great character but yeah. giving him an authority fig- like he is Bart's ultimate authority figure and giving Skinner an ultimate authority fig- figure is so interesting watching Skinner squirm is yeah. so great he because didn't... he's such an ineffectual idiot <laughs> he didn't have one in Still Super Nintendo Chalmers. Yeah, and, Super Nintendo Chalmers. And he was he was named by Wally Walidarski. Oh, that yeah. was the like, how he got his name. Chalmers is just so great. And yeah, he's so like, good. there should be a superintendent Chalmers. And they're like, that's a funny name. <laughs> and then he is the sane man in the madhouse. Like he is yes. he is a normal-ish guy, aggressively normal, and it's also why Oakley and Weinstein especially love Chalmers. Yes. There are a ton the, they pretty much do a sequel to this in their hundredth episode of Chalmers coming the in. Aurora the Aurora Borealis, localized entirely within your. Kids. One of the so. best, like five minutes of Simpsons. But I feel like you're right, Henry. Like watching this again, uh, I'm like, I get, the, I really get the high concept joke they're going for here, where it's like the the angry boss or the mean boss is such a hoary old sitcom cliche. Yes. And in this in this world, he is the most dry and blunt character. And we're in a sitcom, but he reacts to sitcom lines like that was a weird thing to say. Like he doesn't <laughs> like, he does not act like a sitcom love, character at all. So much of this. Yeah. Superintendent Chalmers, welcome. Hello, Seymour. <laughs> so, what's the word down at one school board plaza? We're dropping the geography requirement. The children weren't testing well. It was proving to be an embarrassment. Very good. <laughs> Back to the three R's. Two R's come October. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, sitcoms... That is how modern testing works, though. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, sitcoms from this era, if you watch them, mm. like uh, Full House and Family Ties, like, mm. characters will say incredibly mean or stupid things, but no one will react because it's a yeah. joke. They just... The character says something and the, everything moves on. But in this reality, Chalmers questions every stupid I, thing Skinner says. <laughs> like, the show freezes and he has to explain himself and it, he digs himself the show, deeper. The show lingers on moments yeah. that I don't feel like it normally does. And I've only seen it do it with this the repartee between Chalmers and Skinner. It's, it's so great. 48... 49.50. Flags up to date. Very good, Seymour. Now, are these children as smart as they look? Well, let's uh, pick one at random. Uh, mm, how about that one? You mean this boy here? No, no, Lisa. <laughs> no. When was the Battle of New Orleans? January 8th, 1815. Two weeks after the war ended. First rate. What's a battle? <laughs> let's go. Did that boy say, what's a battle? No, he said, what's that rattle? It's about the heating duct. It sounded like battle. I had a cold, so I... Oh, so you hear I'm... ours as bees? Yes. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so I, I feel like any other shitty sitcom would end the scene at... Oh, uh, no, he was saying, what's that rattle? And they would move on to the next scene, but he's like, no, no, explain yourself. Yeah. What did you mean by that? I would say even The Simpsons would normally move on from that. Yeah, beat. I mean, they they, they you know they do the same sitcom there things, but super yeah. super rare crosstalk between yeah. the... Like, you hear... Skinner go uh, 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 yeah. in between them talking. And so you hear ours is bees. I feel like you never hear Azaria and Shearer bouncing off each other like that. You're more used to hearing like, I do think some of the Rick and Marty. Uh, Rick, Rick, and Morty, Rick and Marty. Uh, That's sorry. the original show. The, Doc and, and Marty. Marty. No, the, uh, the the guys on the radio. Bill and Marty. Bill and Marty. Bill yeah. and Marty when they're on the fu- when they're on the radio together. I do think sometimes that's Dan, Dan and Shearer bouncing off each other. But it's rare to see Azaria and Shearer. Yeah. It's great that like young Hank Azaria is old uh, uh, old Harry Shearer's yeah. boss in this. Like the, like <laughs> putting him in his place. Yeah. Like the youngest member of the crew. Uh, meanwhile, Bart is locked up in the mountain yes. bike strip, which is a pretty smart trick by Skinner. Yeah. I was shocked. I did not remember Willie saying "tear you a new arse." Because like that's just because yeah. he says arse, like that still seems too dirty for TV. And I think that's probably a, how they got to buy. It's a pretty bad deal for Bart that he's surrounded by his four bullies. It's Bart and his four bullies, and so it's just like these are the bullies, and then also Bart, who is not a bully but is a troublemaker. And yeah. Marge is established as small, a perfect target, mm-hmm. and now locked in a room to keep all the bullies out of the uh, view of Superintendent Chalmers. So one, one more punches sh- that wall so much. One more yeah, Chalmers clip. Excellent. Not a trace of urine. Seymour, you're on a tight ship. Well, you know what they say, sir. Where there's no smoke, there's no fire. What an odd remark. <laughs> I love. Okay, I, I, I laughed my ass off even 20 some years later. What, what an odd remark. Yeah. That's the, the line of the show. I don't know if someone wrote that, but it's just the best. What an odd, yeah, what an odd remark. And, and then at that point, Bart escapes the room and gets on a tractor. Well, tra- we got to see the first time, I think the only time in the entire show, Willie has had sex. And, well, okay. I assume he had sex. So I, I think we all agree Lurleen Lumpkin was the hottest Simpsons babe. Yes. But uh, Willie's uh, one-time girlfriend might be might take her place, I yeah. think, for me at least. Her or Miss Brinkfield, I'm feeling very vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, she's she's a sexy bairn. Yeah. But uh, that she pulls him away mm. uh, just... just to find to i guess wash her hair in his swimming pool 
but we got them. I like that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, the when Bart gets on that tractor, mm-hmm. it is the cartooniest moment in forever. Well, the a, way the tractor it's a pulls back to that hot rod. Oh, I thought one of you would come to oh, table. I didn't yeah. look it up. He's but, insulting both of us. I, <laughs> but like <laughs> one of those, one a very famous drawing. I can't remember what it is. God damn it! Why even bring it up? Oh. Uh, but. <laughs> Let think with a giant green skull head with the uh, pulling. The, uh, oh yeah, it does. It does look. It's like very those, specific to yeah, like something true. you associate. I would say for my generation, Rob Zombie, but I'm pretty sure like it predates. Like Ed Roth, uh, is that the is that the artist? I think yeah, it's I super specific that. to another. I just uh, think of like artist. Spencer's gifts, like a, yeah. yeah, Spencer's gifts are headshots. or like fucking mud flaps in picture. the '70s. Like, but still, I'm surprised Graining was like, no, this <laughs> this this is too silly. It was a little sexual too. He's like, come on, Bart, ride me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I love the way it taunts him at the end and just falls off. It's, yeah. So then Bart slams into Chalmers' ass. Difficult to understand what happened there. Did Bart really? run over the superintendent with a high-grade tractor? I think well, he just his, plowed into his ass. His butt yeah, is the only part work. that seems to be bad, Like, which does it. Yeah, the tractor would have just crushed and killed him. It would not have yeah. smashed his ass. I like, I like how even in pain he's low-key, he's like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I, I also like it. So the 50-cent piece is stuck between two plates of bread. <laughs> oh, right. And, and again, another shot of a just a beautiful ass for Bart to attack. Another, just like when he threw the tomato at Skinner's ass. <laughs> Yeah, but this tantalizing time, anus. But this time there are repercussions for that, I, unlike when he hit... Hey, I dare back. you to see that ass in a nightclub and not run a tractor. <laughs> it's impossible. It's new slang. <laughs> it's it. But uh, we get introduced to Whacking Day, and I didn't grab the clip, but I wanted to point it out because I am thorough in my research. Mm-hmm. that uh, The Ion Springfield portion that introduces to Whacking Day goes through not only a nudist camp for animals, uh, but they go- blur out the animals like bottom halves, right? <laughs> good. Yeah. Oh wait, but- I did love the. Okay, if we're going past, I thought we had a clip of it. Just him saying like, "But Surrey's a drug and a pill popper," yes. <laughs> and then he even says "dough," which is like, well, that's weird that you get to say "dough." And Doris Grouse. Oh yes, I should though. probably play it. Bart, because of that act, is expelled. There's no detention this time, Simpson. This is the end. You are expelled from Springfield Elementary. Uh, I, I love when Skinner can be imposing. Like the camera is pointing yeah. up at him, he's just like marching towards Bart as this huge authority figure. Yeah. yeah, and as someone who had a lot of problems in school and really, really relished the suspension. Hey, you hate school and you're misbehaving. We're going to punish you by giving you less school. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you every time. But as anti-authority as I was, like the thought of like canceling school for me was very terrifying because I was always on the brink mm. of like real expulsion got expelled eventually from five schools uh, wow, wow. But, I was a good boy <laughs> well I, I mean but like no fighting and no hitting a teacher in the ass I don't I, we've gone through that before just just me being like I don't want to do anything a lot of fires Chris no no fires just okay. being an awful like hey guess what guys we don't have to do any work we're gonna see in the last day if we <laughs> we just do this turning your desks what? around at the same time <laughs> that kind of shit <laughs> uh, class clown uh, little little I don't know. A little too anti-authority. So that Munchkin graveyard joke. That's is, uh, the one. The, I, the one that Ion Springfield brought up. The uh, where are all the the Munchkins from Wizard of Oz? And they just show a graveyard. Like there were so many Munchkins still alive. They were. Yeah, they yeah. Really were. It's, it's more of a joke for today, I think. Uh, uh, no, the last member of the Lollipop Guild, Jerry Marin, is very much alive at the really? age of ninety-six. R two D two died this year. Though, he right? did. We lost Kenny. Kenny Baker. Baker yeah. Yeah, but he was never in. Uh, I know, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about the the death of little people. In in my... little people never really lived that long. So that is a feat. 
Um, in in my area in Jacksonville, Florida, I knew of a munchkin who was not yet dead. It was the the one who unrolls the scroll and reads something off that man, that one. He if, was there and he was uh, famous for drunk driving. If, if, if you dare to go through it, there is a Wizard of Oz wiki that shows the age and date and death death range of all the munchkins. Wow. But in terms of the ones like Jerry Marin had a line. He's the middle lollipop guild guy mm. and he is still with us. To, right now, as of this recording, because they not in 1993, which because <laughs> remember they would like tour radio shows and like the Today Show. There'd well, be like seven months now. You realize that, right? Oh, he's gonna die. He's a real Gordy Howe. Know it. <laughs> but then the introduction of Whacking Day. Whacking Day from uh, Ion Springfield. But first, a look at the local holiday that was called distasteful and puerile by a panel of hillbillies. <laughs> Whacking Day. Oh no, no. In a tradition that dates back to founding father Jebediah Springfield, every May 10th, local residents gather to drive snakes into the center of town and whack them to snake heaven. <laughs> uh, the, so it's, a, it's an interesting mix where you have George Byron mm. and John Schwartzwelder, like both the fathers of this episode. They really are. Yeah. And they're also good friends, or at least like they've worked together a ton. Mm-hmm. They work together on SNL. They work together on Army Man. Then they got hired at the same time on Simpsons. Mm. They're good buddies. But George Meyer seems to be like an extreme lefty, mm-hmm. while Schwarzwelder is like a libertarian right-wing guy, according to most of the reports about him. Mm-hmm. So you have this this lefty ideal of anti-animal cruelty mm-hmm. written by a guy who loves jokes about hillbillies and guns. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you get jokes about a panel of hillbillies hating and, whacking the, And they were worried about this looking good, like a good thing to do. So they really take a lot of steps to make sure that, like, no, this is a bad thing. Like, the, the line about it being distasteful and puerile to a panel of hillbillies. Like, right away they're underlying, like, this is stupid. Even hillbillies yeah. realize this. I mean, there's there's a ton of old traditions in my hometown, but nothing this... this, yeah. this this weird there's also a reference brutal oh yeah the, the nixon reference in there i never yeah. got until this time me neither please up. explain uh alger hiss so uh nixon was he wasn't the ringleader of the uh the communist blacklist mm-hmm. and the search for communists but he was a senator at that time and was big i just part raped of it. the benefits <laughs> but he was a big part of it and one of them was Trying to prove Alger Hiss, enemy of his, a political he, he enemy. He helped start his. the UN, if you want yes. to know, like how kind of important right. he was. I yeah. really thought that was a joke based on his last name sounding like Hiss. I well, mean, it was, but that was his real last name. Oh. Yeah, it was his real it's last. Like, here's name. another deadly Hiss. That's yes. what the joke is. And so yeah. he he tried to destroy him, and so it was a, a great joke about one of Nixon's political enemies, of which he had many. I I feel like Trump's going to have a way longer list. What was Nixon's line in this? It was great. I I totally forget what it was. This would have been the show to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. I'm not Uh, dead yet. I was too busy. Capturing this clip of Bar telling Homer he got expelled. Hey, kids. How was school? I learned how many drams in a penny weight. I got expelled. That's my boy. (laughs) Beer. What? (laughs) Dad, I don't need school. I'll make my way as a boot black. Shine your boots, governor. No son of mine is going to be a 19th century cockney boot black. <laughs> We're going to find you another school. Uh, so, drams in a penny weight. I never got no. that. Like, I didn't learn that in school. That feels like I, it feels I, like 70s metrics. Yeah, that feels like something you learn in a cereal box. I think the joke is Lisa is proving how pointless school is for yeah. her, but Bart's yeah. like, I got kicked out. What? Yeah. And actually, as people pointed out online, drams in a penny weight is actually wrong because... There are there aren't more than one dram in a pennyweight. Oh, a pennyweight has point zero point eight seven 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 one two drams. Mm-hmm. So 
That's how many drams are in a penny weight. Less than one. Lisa is grammatically incorrect <laughs> there. But you, they Lisa. they send Bart to Catholic school, which costs money. Yeah. So like the Simpsons are willing to shell out to send Bart. To- it's a hardcore Christian school. Was yeah. it? Was it? It wasn't any denomination. Oh, I thought it was. Ca- I just I went to Catholic school, so it mm. seemed familiar. To yeah, me. I think you were projecting. <laughs> but, but not about Psalms there, Bob. <laughs> but the Flanders beans, beans. weren't there though. Which no, was weird. I thought that was strange that they didn't go there. It also feels like though that should have been a runner. That should have been him going to like two or three different schools it really should have they tried one and that was it and then Bart's like I give up on schools like I wonder if there was it feels like something's missing I I bet there were cutscenes as someone who got expelled from a couple schools like in a mildly small town there are a lot of free options Mm-hmm. After getting expelled, it was the alternative school, the adult education program, where people usually go to get their GED, but you can still go to school there. It, there was a lot of options for me before the one private school I had to end up graduating from. <laughs> but, My but poor parents. As a youngster mm-hmm. who didn't get references to Richard Nixon in the mm-hmm. blacklist, which, by the way, listen to the You Must Remember This oh. podcast oh, on so the blacklist. Oh, so great. Yeah, you'll hate everybody. <laughs> but if you were a kid who didn't know what that was, you immediately knew when Bart mentioned Beans, Beans, Musical Fruit. Like, that was that was the one for the kids to go like, uh-huh, yeah. I know what he's going to say. I remember that bringing me back in. We have another Bart fantasy of him dreaming of a dark future yes. where he's, ta- he's tasting food additives. Yeah, and we get the, the immortal line, pleasant taste, some monsterism. Some monsterism. Yeah. <laughs> As he and hulks that, out. And then he thinks it's cool. He's yeah. like, cool, cool classic yeah. Bart, loving his doomed future. I got the one right after, because Lisa gets to express her opinions about Whacking Day. You're going to get an education. I'm going to teach you myself. Marge, it's too late. The boy's ten years old. Let's focus our energy on Lisa and the other one. <laughs> What's your problem? Stitch face. Whacking Day's coming. Woohoo! The greatest day of the year. But killing snakes is evil. Maybe so, Lisa. But it's part of our oh-so-human nature. Inside every man is a struggle between good and evil that (laughs) cannot be resolved. I am evil Homer. I am evil Homer. I am evil Homer. I am evil Homer. I like the the, the clip. That that scene cuts off with just Lisa... Looking like she's responding to his fantasy. Yeah, that, that is a weird she, cut she can to see her face. It, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people have only evil Homer in them and pretend they're having a battle between those two sides. I think and, there's a certain group of people who want to elevate evil Homer as part mm. of something that should be part of the way you are. Mm. I the think point that, is to have both. Yeah, I yeah. think Homer... I think this is kind of for unintentional foreshadowing mm. to the jerk-ass Homer mm. that we will get to know in later ones, though. Really, season five Homer is a mean person. Yeah, he has yeah. no redemptive arc here. None. He has, no, no. No. He's, Homer's a little better <laughs> in other season, episodes in season four, but in this he's like, Homer never really learns anything. He's, I, I do he, like the way we, it goes, though. We hear about some very, very dark Homer moments, too, that we, we don't yeah. see, thank yeah. God. And so so yeah. another another instance of Grandpa dressing in drag, which doesn't, <laughs> doesn't play well in audio. It so probably he, does deserve... He says, I, I, wore a dre- I did wear a dress for a period in the 40s. So a, a lot of these jokes at this time, it's like, what if this character was gay or a transvestite? Like, yeah. I feel like that's just sort of the joke. It's very funny for. to think that. Yeah. Like, but I do like seeing, like, uh, there's, a, there's a much larger story that is probably made up by Grandpa. Of mm-hmm. him infiltrating some Nazi bar, yeah. dressing up like a woman. Like, how did he escape that? And he's, how did he like? Yeah. He's singing a Germanized version of 
won't you come home, Bill Bailey? So, yeah. And, yep. well, well, first off, I love that joke about Marge and the bell. Like, Marge mm-hmm. got the bell. Yes. Like, I bought a bell. A very cute Marge thing to do. Yeah. It, Marge got some good stuff. But in she this bought, episode. like, the industrial real school <laughs> bell. <laughs> if you've never <laughs> stood right next to one, they're oh, horrifying. Man, they and then Marge, Marge is great at writing with the chalk. It's yeah. very, like, straight. Mm-hmm. And that she has that cat clock that my mom owns that very I've time. been dying yeah. to buy that. It's called the Kit Kat clock. I, mean, I, I have the buy Garfield one. variation of it. Of mm-hmm. course, you do. Grandpa says Grandpa's "Hello, children" mm-hmm. was great. I love that. "Hello, children," and him remembering World War II is weird because he has his proven fact in the world of The Simpsons. Later, he was, he was in there. World War II and a decorated officer, like basically <laughs> Sergeant Rock. He fought with Mister Burns and Skinner's dad and Barney's Rock dad. And, <laughs> yeah, and, but, but in this one, he's remembering his life as like cabaret. And then becomes a cabaret joke, which. Himmler, uh, I think that's Himmler, or, G- or Goebbels at the table with they are They're, they're like characters of Nazi officials. I think it is Goebbels and, um, God, Himmler, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But, but so, I mean, Hitler looks cartoonish in the way that you say he would have been drawn in Looney Tunes or, D- or Disney back in the time. Mm. But Himmler is like, he is total, like he is a, is a <laughs> real character of the character. He yeah. is an unmoving drawing. They're great drawings. Yeah, too. I gotta, gotta retract. Give uh, best line of the show to Hitler in this. <laughs> uh, after it's revealed, grandfather is the rest. Shout out to Hitler. That's the joke. Ach, du lieber, das ist not einer booby. Is that story true, Grandpa? Well, most of it. I did wear a dress for a period in the 40s. Oh, they had designers then. <laughs> Essentially, just Grandpa was wearing women's clothing. This did not happen. That, that's the cutaway to a joke where Homer constantly drives back into the garage yeah. that Bart is getting homeschooled in, which is great. Great piece of animation. The second time it happens, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But So the song they sang, mm-hmm. it had been pitched by Conan that mm-hmm. he was going to sing uh, the falling in love again, never was wanted to. Marlene Dietrich? Yes, yeah. as, as famously done by her. Quite the second. Pie. You boys yes. in your show too. And they couldn't get the license to it because the people who owned it were like, you're gonna make a Nazi joke. No. <laughs> it's like I think it was more like everyone makes fun of this, so yeah. we don't want you to make fun of it. True, yeah. Right? And they reference its use in a Volkswagen commercial that showed yeah. that was very like when I think about it, they pointed out in the commentary. They used the song through, like, all the years of Volkswagen. They're like, here it is being invented in 1910. Here's oh. a race in 1920. 1950. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Let's right? skip this this yeah. decade. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a, 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 a just a minor variation on a real song. I heard it a ton on Looney Tunes, mm. and I think Robert Klein's Butterfly in the Last Unicorn sings wow. the song as well. I know wow. so many. I know so many 30s and 40s pop hits because of Looney Tunes. Like I'm just wild about Harry. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> Looney Tunes were invented as essentially a vessel for the Warner Music really? catalog. That's why they're merry melodies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they exist. So we get Homer's sexualized whacking, where the <laughs> first goodness. scene is him like pulling it out of his yeah. sheath like it's a penis. Yeah, he's like whack. Whack, yeah. whack, whack. Yeah. I like that Marge is turned on by Homer. I think I like those jokes more than like, now? oh, Homer's disgusting. Instead that Marge is like She's turned on this by the, later the whacking. This is the dirty this is the dirtiest this fucking was quite joke. Dirty. Yeah, I remember my, never got it. My parents were laughing like crazy at I, this, this and is, I was like, It's funny that he's being violent, but what are you talking this about? This is the dirtiest thing on television in nineteen ninety three, yeah. period. Like that, this. that first shot of the, the, the whacking stick coming out of the yeah. sheath yeah. is just like that's a penis that's yeah. that's a penis well marge should i whack slow or fast oh god slow then fast 
<laughs> that is the best guideline to wow. real sex that <laughs> yes. you have ever. Now had. that I've had sex, <laughs> this makes so much yeah, sense. We've all done it. <laughs> right. I mean, not, 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 as a true sex haver, I must say, not this decade, but. <laughs> The Simpsons will be right back. I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from Twin to California King. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are, uh, they are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided you with a 100-night risk-free trial. You don't like the Casper mattress? Give them a call. They'll come pick it up for you, get rid of it, and give you a full refund. If you're in the market for a new mattress, please consider Casper. And even better, go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get $50 towards any new mattress. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. It was awful just reading about like the 1%, like they'll save potentially 33 grand a year with Hmm. these tax cuts. And like, if you're in the upper 1%, You can't give thirty-three grand a year yeah. to make everybody like, have health care. I won't make thirty-three Go grand. Go fuck yourself! Year. God damn it! You spend more than that on caviar. <laughs> <laughs> more so now than maybe ever. Like transparently, like because a lot of those people would at least try to hide how much money they were siphoning from yeah. people, and now it's like, well, you can really f- dig it up. That's easy. Why we're gonna have an <laughs> offshore podcast very soon, coming yeah. at you from a fucking oil rig from in the Key middle West. of the Pacific. <laughs> You're going to annex that final island that's like way over to the left. I swear to God I'm going to see an accountant this year. If he recommends it, I'll totally do it. (laughs) Why did he let me get away with it? Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Uh, but let's talk about something really sexy. Johnny Tremaine. Johnny Tremaine. Bart, I, but I do like, I wish this was explored a little more, and I bet it probably is If in some deleted scene, should they exist, that Bart ends up, I, I like that sto- that that beef story, that Bart does find an interest in school by Marge mm-hmm. laser focusing in on things he might be interested in. Well, Johnny think- Tremaine, a story about a boy with a deformed hand. A deformed <laughs> hand, cool. So home homeschool is a joke and really just to keep, your white children away from non-white children like that's what homeschooling is for many people but i'm sure it's for people who want to keep them focused on educational aspects but part of school is a social aspect and denying your child the social aspect probably isn't very good they don't really do a lot of homeschool jokes that we would see in like south park because homeschool jokes are really about christian parents protecting their children and i gotta say i 
the dude in it was probably a dick, but I did love this story that was on HBO's mm-hmm. Inside. Uh, it was one of the HBO Brian Gumble Sports Show. Mm-hmm. And so there's a story of a homeschooled kid who wants to compete in high school sports, but he just wants to attend for the sports mm-hmm. and then go back home for homeschool. And the principal of the school is like, no, you don't get to, like, you did not, you don't want to go to our school, then don't go to our school. We don't owe you the sports program and mm-hmm. only that. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck yeah. off. Like, I like that. I just think it does say something, I think it says something more about education. When a teacher can laser focus on one student. And then that's very hard. I'm not giving teachers any shit. But well, the no, idea that, like, like you hand 40 children to a teacher and, like, babysit all of them. Such an old man's diagnosis on <laughs> The Simpsons. It really is. But, like, but the <laughs> idea that, like, like, Marge finds a way to make this classic book interesting to Bart, where, like, they show you he's, there's an itchy and scratchy episode on, and he's not watching it because he's reading Johnny Tremaine. Hundreds would die, but not the thing they died for. A man can stand up. Wow. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to learn more about colonial times, we could take a field trip to old Springfield town. Johnny Tremaine is a 1943 novel mm-hmm. by Esther Forbes. I never read it, but I, 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 I want to feel like I read it, but I didn't read it because I wanted to and didn't yeah. retain any of it because <laughs> I, that's how school works. But I did watch the Disney film version of oh, it, as a kid, okay. which it... In the story, he is deformed by he is mentoring with a, a silversmith with a silversmith, <laughs> and he accidentally gets silver on his palm, and uh, it puts all his hand together, and so he cannot move his fingers together. The only salute, and baby. he is now in he by being deformed, he is now useless, and he can't get a job. But he's and, got an iron kung fu chop or silver, <laughs> and because he can't get a job, he then falls in with a bunch of terrorists who are Rip fighting rats. the British, oh, and, and he can freedom so he, fighters. <laughs> So Johnny Tremaine becomes kind of just this witness to revolutionary mm. history. It's a way of teaching kids about the Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. war through a young character who just I, happens to be there for the Boston Tea what Party. I remember like not being able to control myself falling asleep in history, whereas now I'm like fascinated by those aspects of history I couldn't be awake for because they weren't made interesting to me. If my mom at Bart's age told me she'd take me to the colonial village, I would kick and scream and not want to go because I had no opening or way of mm-hmm. wanting to care about that because no one provided me with that but now well, I do well, and I just wish like, someone got to me and Marge a, got to Bart very fast when yeah. I was a kid I didn't want to go to Epcot I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the Magic Kingdom St- yeah. I'm still there actually I we, want to go to Epcot no way man. No, we yeah. did miss the JFK uh, <laughs> Itchy and Scratchy which is just a, a recreation of Jack Ruby shooting Lee Harvey Oswald I think it's a fucking I, critic joke I yeah. think it's a pretty yeah. bad joke there's not even a joke it's just like we, rec- we recreated this scene with yeah. Itchy and Scratchy well the joke is that Oliver Stone directing it who just put out JFK. But this is probably the same year that Seinfeld had the extended JFK yes. parody, like the no, second it spitter. Couple, it was a couple years ago. Yeah, All these that. comedy writers were like, now that we can parody In a mid-air, film... mind you. <laughs> now that we can parody a film, we can do jokes about, on television, one of the darkest chapters in American history. That makes me think, when are the 9-11 jokes going to be totally fine? Because even Family Guy close. was like, good thing I've got my JFK Pez dispenser, and it gets shot, and it's like, I've got my Bobby Kennedy Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like 99. I feel like we're yeah. close to it. I, I th- well, maybe another 10 years if we live that long. But the, uh, uh, I do love this exchange with Homer oh, talking to Lisa. the darkest stuff. Everyone yeah. likes Whacking Day, but I hate it. Is there something wrong with me? Yes, honey. Then what should I do? Yes, Just squeeze your rage into a bitter little ball and release it at an appropriate time. Like that day I hit the referee with a whiskey bottle. Remember that? Yeah. When daddy hit the referee? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. So Homer took the family to a baseball game, a football game, whatever, brought his own whiskey to drink out of, and got so drunk and angry, he threw the whiskey bottle at a referee. I assume there was some jail time or, like, a court thing or something. It's just great. Uh, Lisa's just like, yeah. yeah. Turn, you like, can tell Lisa's uncomfortable, too. But she's not. She's laughing. And tying, tying so. back to laughing along with him to be like, uh, I'm humoring you. Laugh. No, there's... If, if, pause it there's a sweet moment where homer puts his head up against hers and her hair gives way to homer's head and they're really connecting i think she's just kind of dealing with no, she's laughing homer. i think it's homer thinking he's connecting with her and she's just to me it, it just ties back with like this episode more so than any we've seen before has funny dialogue exchanges that mm. the simpsons don't normally dwell on very long the chalmer stuff for From sure being recorded together that, yeah. The, yeah, that maybe that homer lisa thing did sound like sounds they like were it. together that last like yeah is very uh, like very like they're in the same room. They have. The animators I wish... had a real field day animating Homer's Bruce Lee battle nah, against the Saints. So good, dude. great it animation. Was, Love it. Yeah, it was exactly Bruce Lee from mm-hmm. Enter the Dragon. His nunchuck sequence mm-hmm. specifically. And this is Jeffrey Lynch, who was like part of the second generation of super great directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, I love. I, I again, I wish the story of Bart developing an interest in history because i i wish it would happen to me um oh when they get to colonial springfield <laughs> dude fort the, sensible the, 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 i love so the fort good. sensible story and how and how <laughs> i love the duh duh mm-hmm. idiot which as far as i can tell from imdb there's no uncredited like panicky idiot in the credits for the original Poseidon Adventure. That's about a ship that capsizes, right? Yes, it goes upside down and they have to escape. And it was the first of those, like, we cast two dozen famous people in this movie. To be on screen for 20 minutes apiece. And half of them will live. (laughs) It's about being shocked when Kurt Russell dies or whoever. But there is someone, the closest to Panic Idiot in in the credits are... Falling man and injured party guest. None of them are Richard Dreyfus, though, right? And this episode gets two. Uh, they are allowed one. Barney is a drunk joke in this episode. And they snakes, do two. Snakes everywhere. Yeah. If Mike Reese even calls it out in the commentary, like, we already did that joke. Yeah. Like the, I'm supposed to be a governor. Yeah. 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 But uh, sorry. This is the colonial time where Bart finally calls out uh, he realizes history is a fraud man yeah dude because i and i thought this was going to be that episode where they really call jedi springfield that's, that's way four, far away. three years this mm. is planting that seed though it mm. really is this is Jebediah springfield at the battle of ticonderoga next and here he is killing a snake on the very first whacking day in 1775 hey wait a minute that was the same day he was at ticonderoga how could he be in two places at once? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't blow the whole deal. Get him out of here. <laughs> so clearly, at this point, the, Hong, the Hans Sprungfield conspiracy mm. is in place. Yeah. Like, mm. some people know about Hans Sprungfield. That's mm. true. It yeah. does fit with the Hans Sprungfeld story. It's actually pretty similar to that sniper almost about to shoot. That's Lisa, you know, oh god! Fun. I can't! I cannot wait till season seven. Jesus Christ! Uh, did you notice that that security room was the same one at We Monsieur from the <laughs> Super Bowl episode? It was animated <laughs> the exact same. Those are the socks she came in with. Exactly. <laughs> wow. It even had the shotguns on the wall. <laughs> I don't even wow. know what this is. And the Lord said. Whack ye all the serpents which crawl on their bellies, and thy town shall be a beacon unto others. That's. One, Lisa going to Reverend Lovejoy for answers and then making up Bible quotes. Graining, Do not let moochers into thine hut. hut. <laughs> yeah. Graining did not like Lovejoy lying. He wanted, he, he didn't think it was fair to make the representative of Christianity a liar. I feel like he though. felt it, he, it was like selling out his character. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. A little bit. 
I like that snake in the quickie mart bit too. That's a pretty funny bit. <laughs> I like that. It is, and I only noticed that like I've seen the brand Chippos with the hippo hippopotamus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was really close to being like one of the few brands in the Simpsons that was consistent because it's gonna like say, a third appearance. Not really a joke, but okay. Like yeah. it's fine. You can do that. <laughs> Oh, I think I saw that on Dr. Katz, too. I, I think they made the same joke, yeah. Well, I just like the idea of, like, you know, South Park has snacky poofs. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, and, like, just a lame, like how, a lame snack name. You got Duff, and that's about it. Yeah. But, like, uh, Chippos, it, it it appears in this season. Homer dives into them uh, oh, yeah. to hide when, when Sideshow Bob robs a quickie, quickie, quickie mark. Mm-hmm. Chippos. And then the kids are singing in what seems like a direct reference yeah. to Empire of the Sun. The- really? Okay. It is, I mean, there's lot. There are other films where kids are singing in a choir, but yeah, opening, I, I got more of a Home Alone vibe. But it's too early uh, for that. We hear Dan singing in Homer's falsetto. Uh, we have. We voice. you would have heard it during the break, uh, but it's it's so long and great because I want to get to the more singing yeah. from this guy. Yeah. And now to open the, this year's festivities, here's our Grand Marshal, the Prophet of Love, Larry White. Barry White. No, it says here Larry White. I know my own name. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, my unlimited love to (laughs) y'all. It's truly an honor to be here at this. Hey, what is this all about anyway? Oh, God, no. (laughs) You people make me sick. (laughs) Were they even listening to me? I uh, don't think so. Apologies are my least favorite jingle. Death stalks you at every turn. There it is! Death! I wish I had a, a date for this. I forgot to write it down, but Barry White is dead. Yeah. In 2000, this was my... This was, as as a suburban white child, mm. this was my introduction to Barry White. He died I never, in 2003. Yeah, wow. Yeah, a long I, time ago. But mm-hmm. I had never... I, I had not heard his music before as a kid, mm. at least as far as I knew. I, I definitely heard... The music I heard as a kid that were oldies ended it at like 70 mm-hmm. i listened to the oldie station all the time but it was 50 to 70 mm-hmm. 70s music was still new enough that it was kind of like where 90s music was a few years yeah. ago yeah. now 90s music is old enough it's to oldies the yeah station. but it, and in uh, the way we was they had a fake barry white song yeah. it was the don't be a baby lady just be uh, a lady yes. baby song that uh they oh, immediately go to do the hustle afterwards. That's true. Uh, but yeah. this is the real Barry White singing, and he will sing his actual song yeah, his, himself, his big hit. an original one. Can't Get Enough of Your Love? But he was a... He was babe, a, that is part of the song, uh, Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe. He's a big... He was a huge yeah. hit singer in well, the 70s. Well, has an inimitable voice. Impossibly good voice, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And... and was a popular singer, uh, tons of gold albums and platinum albums. Yeah, if Darth Vader could sing. And was still active touring until his death. Yeah. But he also, as animated in the show, was a large man who had health issues th- through his life. Why can't we have old soul singers? <laughs> and so when you see a parody of a soul singer like wiping his brow yeah. with a with, yeah. as he's singing like it's kind of a Barry White joke. <laughs> he breaks it to us while singing but, we did miss one thing I want to point out though it? it's it's a thing I see in Simpsons memes all the time mm. the image the, oh, the single yes. image of Homer in the giant foam cowboy hat with the air horn with his mouth open it's intentionally off model just to be bizarre yeah, but it's it, just a shot of him in the air horn blaring because I know the commentary probably doesn't mention that because the internet wasn't around when they recorded mm-hmm. it but yeah that image of Homer in the giant foam cowboy hat, looking derpier than ever. Yeah, his mouth is just wide open, just standing there, and he, it holds for yeah. so and I, long. I, I like watching it because it's it's supposed to look silly. It is yeah. supposed to look 
as the way it's being used. And I like Lisa telling him, like, don't fall down to the level of the mob. If I'm with the mob, maybe I can <laughs> yeah. direct them and put oh, them in good directions. Direction. Like, Bring them down no, to the inside. That's not what happens with mobs. Yeah. And I wish you did have the clip. It's one of my favorite sounds in the series of Homer. Homer's parking. And it's like, oh, I, didn't, God. I didn't get until now the joke of, it just says ten dollars. He says ten dollars per axle, meaning twenty dollars. So that's the joke. And then when the the foreign man yes. shows up in his crazy car, Hooray! I love Hooray! that. Hooray! It's very yeah. Nick Riviera. Well, he's I. It's said in such a way of just like I love America. Yeah, what? I, I, I party with you. I just wondered if he was. I don't know. I love the Mister Plow episode. If it's he got his car at the put it in H dealership. <laughs> yeah. Of like the crazy Vaclavs, yeah, crazy Vaclavs <laughs> car uh, countries that no longer exist cars. <laughs> because if a car has that many axles, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, just a little more Barry White for me, because uh, this is it's a really good way to use Barry White. Because they uh, Bart figures out uh, a way to lure all the, the snakes. To the the snakes home. are way too cartoony. I oh mean, yeah, they're, they're more than any more than any of the animals. Even in, like that first season episode where they're in the woods. I all think this, they did that to make the killing of them seem less cruel and awful. Mm. Like they're, they're just kind of cartoony, they like look super like they'd cartoony. Be in Garfield. Yeah, like, their <laughs> eyes are huge, and the, though mm. the extreme violence of the the mobsters like machine gunning those yeah. snakes, like whoa! Yeah, they're just, and like, if you torn look, apart. It's, it's not even a snake. It's like every animal that might have been in there is being killed. Like, yeah. They fall out. And, uh, they, and the commentary, they thought that the bit where the snakes all go on Largo mm-hmm. was a reference, was making fun of Dave Merkin, who hadn't been hired yet. But yeah. Dave Merkin is a kind of like slightly effeminate dude. He's a, he's a bald guy man. with long hair, if you can figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Who would maybe say, you a bug. Yeah. <laughs> but more Barry White, please. Oh. So, if we put our stereo speakers on the ground and play something with a lot of bass, those snakes will be in here like Oprah on a big ham. Oh, good idea. Let's see. Bass, bass, Tiny Tim, the Chipmunks' greatest hits, a Castrato Christmas. That is so great, and I never would have gotten that every one of those is the opposite of bass. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I I mean, okay, so fat shaming, Oprah shaming, whatever, but that is like the the laziest married with children joke. Like, I'll be on me like Oprah on a baked ham. It doesn't, it doesn't feel yeah. doesn't feel very Simpsonsy. An right. Oprah fat joke is just like, and also she just did their fucking show. Like yeah. she promoted it, and she's never been skinnier at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, Bob Woodward wrote the book Bob on Woodward. Truth <laughs> yeah. about Wacky. The truth Day. about Wacky. Yes, Day. and it's it is a fun star of all the president's men, Bob Woodward. So Bob, you talked. We chatted a little about mm. this episode beforehand. That it is two stories that aren't seemingly close together at all. It's yeah, going to happen separate, but. I like that they kind of come together by Bart and Lisa having a role reversal. Yeah. Bart has the idea and Lisa executes it mm-hmm. as opposed to all the previous times yeah. where Lisa had the idea and then Bart does it. Yeah, I mean, I agree that Bart takes charge. I, I really feel like the rise of Seinfeld inspired writers to make the the plots meet, the, two, the, the A and the B yeah. plots meet together in yeah. some clever way. I feel like they weren't on board with that yet, but they would be. But I feel like that is what inspired every sitcom to kind of do the same thing. I mean, thing. just in the last episode, like, those two stories don't meet at all. In fact, they need to be separate for them to exist. Yeah. And I, I mean, do... we get one line from Skinner saying, oh, you've, you've you know, exhibited independent learning. Yeah. Come back to school. But that's the one thing that ties it into mm. and I the, love the B any... plot. I love any joke that Homer has terrible record collections. Like yeah. All, like, the doodle This things I believe. <laughs> he just only owns bad music, but... Leo Sayer, yeah. But uh, there was a little more to the clip. Oh, yes. It was just Lisa. Because it's a great... Because I feel like this episode... They had to find this plot line, and then they found Barry White. 
mm-hmm. because they had to have bass to drive to the work. house. They didn't it, write yeah. it around Barry White. They found the right celebrity guests to be themselves. If they could get Barry White, then they'd have to have just made up a Barry yeah. White type guy. I yeah. Guess. yeah, they probably would have done that too. I, I feel, but I feel like I don't know. A lot of modern Simpsons criticism comes from celebrities playing themselves. And this I is, mean, this is classic. This is what what we criticize now about the Simpsons of the celebrity saves the day. It works for the, that is how snakes <laughs> do things. You want to find the basiest guy. I feel like they justified in that he is a celebrity and he's like, what am I here for? Yeah. Like, and, you know, James Woods would be there studying yeah. for a role. They would actually they would try fun. to build some, some kind of justification into the actual mm-hmm. script. Not just like, oh, Steve Buscemi's mm-hmm. here to say one thing. And now we're going to do a bunch of parody of Steve Buscemi's work. They didn't yeah. do that with Barry White. Mm-hmm. Um can't get enough of your love, eh? <gasps> Mr. White, can we borrow you for a minute? Anything for a lady. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm melting, by the way. Do you have a thing where I love the sexy slither of yeah, a Yeah, of course I do. Well, so he sings his song. And uh, I have his... the it's, We're not going to play it here. We'll close out with it. But it's yes. it's the longest song. And he's saying it's Simpsons. in the booth. They did not get yeah. the old recording. If you listen, he changed the lyrics. And if you if you listen to the original version, mm-hmm. they are parroting it. In the original version, he does have a little speech at the beginning mm-hmm. about like, "Oh, baby, I love he you so much." Like, I like he's that. every member of Boys to Men all the time. <laughs> but in the original song, like he's backed up by his own vocals. Mm-hmm. Like it's doubled up and tripled up vocals. This is just isolated vocals. So much of cowbell too. With the <laughs> yes, so much cowbell. I like cowbell. But I love the camera turn around him. Like that's good. Animation. That's really good. Yeah. It was crazy how much effort they put into filming Barry White, who again Jeffrey I hadn't Lynch. heard of him. Yeah, yeah, uh, I hadn't heard of him. Like, but he's filmed kind of glamorously throughout. There's, all like, this. there's like a crane shot, too, yeah. like pulling away yeah. from him. Yeah, so Jeffrey said he did those because those are cliched yeah. video mm. tropes. But they're he... hard to animate. They look mm. hard to animate oh, in yeah. those shots. The whole world moves once, and then Barry moves almost in 180 degrees. Yeah, really neat. It was started in 1924 as an excuse to beat up the Irish. Oh, it's true. I took many a lump. That was all in good fun. Now, wait a minute. How can you people turn on snakes after all they've done for you? I'm an old man. I hate everything but Matlock. Oh, it's on now. Mrs. Glick, who killed all those rats in your basement? Snake did. And you like snakes, don't you, Barry White? I love the sexy slither of a lady snake. Oh, baby. <laughs> Male snakes it's, don't do anything for him, but a lady snake. That sounds great. Matlock was a short runner. Matlock would yeah. appear and, I think, be murdered by old people in season five. So there's Matlock. a lot of in here. One that should have been Cloris Leachman to say snake yeah. dead, but oh. it wasn't. And, and it not was, dead. It, she, she still. She's, I don't have to play the jingle. She, she had a tweet recently that was like, "I fucking turned ninety three. Like, <laughs> God, like, I love Cloris Leachman. Never, mm. never die, Cloris. <laughs> uh, but also the the Irishman. I love that. So yeah, he appears again. Ah. That, that's the first appearance of the Irishman. Mm-hmm. He'll a fine job you did. <laughs> a fine job you did of it too. But he is he is a leprechaun. He is an all green. good fun. <laughs> he has a corncob pipe. Maybe this is different for people mm-hmm. in, say, England and mm-hmm. our listeners in England or or in the UK in general. Racism against Irish in America just seems like pff, you can't be racist against the Irish. Well, Who cares? Like, it, yeah, I mean, my, my grandfather's from New York as an mm-hmm. Italian, and like, you know, he was the original. Let's be racist towards that. So he's like real mm-hmm. sensitive. He was real sensitive to like Italian slurs where, like, man, they roll off my back. Well, because. Like somebody with a moist back. <laughs> <I'm> like, well, <laughs> I think the point in America is that. 
as long as your skin is white, you will eventually transcend race and be yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even throw someone else under the bus. I always like, say I'm that. I'm not that guy. The last mm-hmm. season of The Sopranos is about Italians being made honorary white people. Yeah. And we'll never, that, we'll yeah. never, we'll never talk about being a separate culture again. And so that's kind of what the Irish is about too. But I also like. There are there are many things in America that we think are long traditions, but were actually created more recently as an excuse yeah. to hate a group of people. Oh, like the war on drugs. Like a lot <laughs> of things, yeah. I got it. Uh, or like saying, hey. hey, the Confederate flag, this is just... the. Uh, Heritage, not hate, Hank. And you're just like, no, it got put up in the '60s as 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 a protest against enforced civil rights. Hey, that's why it got put I up. I used in- to have my own water fountain. Poly- <laughs> Politics is an excellent segue to my next clip. Oh wait, the, the Matlock thing too, though. I did check this. Matlock ran against them on Thursdays, so that's uh, why it was specifically against Matlock. Oh, they so were, it was like slandering the audience in the show. They were mad at the elderly who weren't watching them. They were watching <laughs> Matlock. So when Abe says, "Ooh, it's on right now," he's speaking in real time. Oh man, it's awesome. on right now as you're watching the show. That's great. I love being it. mad at the elderly is like being mad at a talking cat. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get anywhere. You won't reach them. Uh, but the politics segue I'll continue to use yeah. because I love the Mayor Quimby clip. Oh, this clip. is great. Because, great. because he shows up earlier with like a bunch of pre-wax, pre-wax. snakes. Yes. We, did, we also missed gentlemen, start your whacking. Start your whacking. Yeah, like, very all that sexualized. <laughs> but I, and that was that was back before, like I knew the term whacking off. But I don't think I did at this point. Before I was, I was a young, no. before young I knew the term jerking off, which is what we still use. But whacking off is how it was. In my area, I heard jerking, not mm. whacking. Just... You're saying, this, friends this Quimby clip is uh, almost up there for line of the show. Look at this, everyone. Twelve dead snakes. <laughs> I'm sick of you people. You're nothing but a pack of pickle mush heads. He's right. Give us hell, Quimby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that turn is very much like a turn they would use later, where he's talking about the spoiler in the crying game, yeah. and they boo him, and then he turns it around. They're like, "Yay, oh, give us out, Quimby!" <laughs> Makes me very happy. Uh, and so then they have a cover to Andy Williams' classic "Born Free." Born Free. Yeah. Oh, Which, it was Andy Williams. I thought. Yeah. It's uh, not well, Sinatra. Um, and it's the Andy I mean, Williams version. It's definitely there. not him. Yeah, either he was sung by movie. many people, but mm. that was the Andy Williams version mm-hmm. style. They were. Emulating. It wasn't fake Michael Jackson, was it? Uh, I don't think it was Kip Lennon. Yeah, but the, that song was an Oscar-winning song from a 1966 film of the same name. Most boring. Which no film, one remembers. The most like, boring film I've ever seen in school. Watch Roar, the best movie made in the. Very oh, real late 70s lions crates. It's Home Alone, mm-hmm. but Macaulay Culkin is replaced by several lions, tigers, and jaguars who, <laughs> who really rip the shit out of Melanie, uh, Melanie Griffith's family. It's, it's great. Head, yeah. It's great. So um, there's a visual joke in this where it's basically like sperm swimming towards an egg. And wow. My friends and I giggled about this Whoa. a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, never I never got, got that. that. The snake squiggling towards the sun is very much a sperm and egg totally joke. totally right, but yeah. I never I, – that is – you're opening my eyes. Man. I saw Look Who's Talking, and Look Who's Talking now starts with a joke about dog cum. So <laughs> put that right. on for the family. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every one of those movies uh, starts with someone ejaculating. Yes, I mean, it seriously, it does. Uh, the first one is Beach Boys and sperm swimming yeah. through a yep. fallopian tube. Um, I can't believe I'm just going to pause on fallopian tube. Uh, <laughs> the best tubes. I guess I've always used violence as a way of getting attention. Yes. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh, oh. 
the hey, guess what? Nelson Munch, Jimbo, Kearney, they're all locked in the that basement from the beginning. Great it's a really back. good callback. Yeah. So, we Skin- forget about them just as Skinner did. Yeah. I don't have a good term for it, but so, like when I was a little kid, I would notice that the Simpsons would start their first act is meaningless towards the second and third. And it's a very short first act. Yeah, it's very short, yeah. but like they almost they very rare. This is like something I think a nut, a modern show would do post credits. Mm. They would show the bullies hugging it out because they were yeah, still there. having breakthroughs. Yeah. I, I assume some writers yeah. went through therapy at this point. <laughs> so Skinner shows up in a very like we got to end this episode and put you back where you were. Yeah. yeah. But it's earned by him remembering he never let them <laughs> he out. never let the children yeah. out. And that he, as far as Skinner knows, they're dead. How long has it been, I wonder? Two days? It seems weeks. They, they yeah. imply that they could be dead. Yeah. I, I do. I'd love the end of it. Yeah. Faster, Willie. Faster. Now we give them the bikes. No one sues. <laughs> what if they're dead, sir? Then we ride these bikes to Mexico and freedom, Willie. Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> He'll turn you in at the first toll booth. <laughs> so one of one of two season four episodes in which the solution is going to Mexico. Yes, yeah. and that's a different Mexico musical out. Yeah, we don't. Have, that, that's like that's a Simpsons theme dressed up in Mexican um, uh, musical uh, accompaniment. But the first one was South of the Border mm. with a very Frank Sinatra oh, fake right. Sinatra, Sinatra song. Yeah. Fake Sinatra. Border. I didn't notice until this viewing. Kearney has stubble. Like it is the first <laughs> reference of Kearney is older than the rest of. Oh them. my God! How is Kearney's child doing during all I this? Guess, well, I, I guess sleep was, in a drawer. I, thought, I guess maybe he was with his mother at the time. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah the God, Kearney, I'm scared. But Kearney, it was the first time they ever joked that he is much older than everyone else. Though still in school, so. I, it was a that was a funny ending to a much improved episode yeah. over the last one. We had a few so. subpar. I mean, the clip show you can't get anything out of that. Mm. The front was okay, um, kind of weak, but with some good jokes. So this was a strong episode with two strong stories that ended well. And it's, a useful it's, guest star, a lot of great violent jokes. I think and, it's all going to be it's all going to be grade A stuff until the season ends too. I think so. Yeah, yeah until and. Uh, we're we're into the home stretch though. I think we only have in airing season four. I believe we only have two episodes, two episodes left. left. Yes. Yeah, margin yeah. chains and uh, the crusty comeback special. Oh. In production, we've got four episodes left, but yeah. we'll get into that when that time comes. But God, the, I want to get to season five so bad. You yeah. mentioned crusty gets canceled. This is one of multiple celebrities they doubled up on. We're like, well, as long as you're here recording this guest appearance. Say two more words. Say two more words so we can say a ton of guest stars are Mm -hmm. in this next episode. Uh So this is not the last time we'll be hearing Barry White. I bet in that episode we'll play the death jingle like five times. Oh, God, God. no. Oh, my God, there's so many deaths. Hugh Hefner is still with us, I think. Uh, I can think of at least two more. He should die. So this has been, with that slander, this has been Talking Simpsons. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. Mm-hmm. I also write for somethingawful.com and fandom.com every day. My other podcast is a classic gaming podcast called Retronauts. You can find it every Monday at retronauts.com or just search for Retronauts in your MP3 player. And all these guys have been on it. We did a Pac-Man Christmas special a few weeks ago or a month ago. We have a Simpsons ago. one coming up. Um, we have a Simpsons one that uh, probably just happened, I yeah. think. Yeah. So Wally. we talked about... We either will talk about or have talked about Bart versus the Space Mutants. In any case, it's going to happen sooner or will have happened previously. It's pretty much a free Talking Simpsons episode. Guys, yes. come on. Yeah. you got to donate to Patreon.com slash LaserTime and Patreon.com slash Retronauts. Um, There's if you, so much to if Patronize. you got the scratch, um, that would help. But Patreon.com slash LaserTime does support 
the Laser Time Network in particular, which is we're recording that on this turf we right now. We wouldn't be able to pay for these mics in this room and this rent if it wasn't for late right. this hosting uh, and all these amiibo. Yeah. That was those, <laughs> those were gifts. Those, those were, were gifts. gifts. Uh, were gifts. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, know. But you have, I have doubles. You can have the Diddy. Ooh, but uh, I'm Hanyeryg on Twitter, and I write also for fandom. You can see my game work. But I just want to say again. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Thank you, buddy. That's where Talking Simpsons Season 1 and the season wrap-ups are. We're getting Mm -hmm. close to a fourth season wrap-up. Bob and I have been chatting up some plans for it. I'm looking forward to it. excited to learn. And, uh, you know, uh, again, all that support helps. Just $5 a month really, really helps. If every listener to this gave $5,000, Five thousand a month. We'd be doing real uh, If every listener, <laughs> we would gave, be the next president. <laughs> if every listener gave five dollars a month, mm-hmm. we'd be sitting pretty here. Yeah. But, uh, but please, if you can, there's yes, like eight hours of Simpsons related podcasting mm-hmm. you can listen to for just five and bucks. So many yeah. other great yeah. extras, yeah, and a bunch of other stuff on Laser Time, LaserTimePodcast.com, Laser Time, the topic based show where we've done mildly Simpsons related things before. Mm-hmm. I think we used the Jay Sherman episode as a Kicking a, a jumping off point for backdoor pilots. Oh, I love that pilots one. that are introduced in the in the middle of other shows. Mm. Two um, married with children spinoffs. Unbelievable. Dear Lord, <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. I don't know. I don't know what 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 executive he had pictures of, but they really tried to push a Matt LeBlanc married with children spinoff. Uh, but that in thirty twenty ten and video game apocalypse. Video game apocalypse being our weekly video game show, and thirty twenty ten being our look back thirty years ago, twenty years ago, and ten years ago in the past of that week. It's really cool because you can. If you listen to it once, and you'll be you'll usually be able to pinpoint exactly what you were doing yeah. during that time period, more so than like any point in school or your yearbook. What movie came out? What were you playing? What were you watching? You'll remember exactly where you were. Real love fun. It. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next week with Marge goes to jail. See you then. Uh, yeah. Oh, my darling, I can't get enough of your love, babe. Girl, I don't know, I don't know why. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Some things I can't get used to, no matter how I try. It's like the more you give, the more I want. And baby, that's no, that's no lie. Tell me, what can I say? I'm here. What am I gonna do? How should I feel? Wow, infotainment. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.